0: Tune in as Daryl brings you actionable strategies and tactics that can immediately increase your sales and success. So you ready? Hey, Daryl. It's another week, folks.
1: How are you doing? I, uh, I'm i doing okay. It's, uh, it's interesting times we live in. I got to say that, right? I mean, this whole 2020 my 2020 do you think you were sitting back on december 31st 2019 as you're sipping your little adult beverage and thinking about the year that was and the year that will be and did you sit back and think man this is going to be this is going to be like another rinse and repeat year i'm just another year older but it's the same old same old man i hope some excitement happens in my life well my friend we've had no shortage of excitement this year to say the least, I mean, my goodness, you look at what we've got going on, whether it be global pandemics, electing a new president in the U S of A, it's just political conflict. We've got uh, turmoil going on, on the international stage. It is, uh, it's amazing to sit back and watch. I mean, do you ever just sit back and say, how do I get off this reality TV drama? Man, this is exhausting. And, and you know, is that person really that way? And again, I'm not taking sides here. I'm just, I'm throwing it out here. Is Donald Trump the person he professes to be when you see him in news briefings? Is the leader of China the way we think he is, or is the leader of South Korea the way we think he is? I can go on. It's, we do our job based on all of these beliefs that we form. And it influences how we behave, it influences how we act, it influences how people perceive us, we may think we're doing a kick-ass job, that we are a natural at our job, that we just understand things, we're passionate about our product, we, you know, Hey, we like like the, you know, the big fat paychecks and that keeps us getting up all the time. And people, they judge us for that, even though they don't really know who we are as individuals like maybe you're not money motivated or maybe you're not passionate about your job you put on this air this persona that's you work that's the uniform you have to wear to do your job at least you believe that's the uniform you need to do to be successful I know myself many people look at me you, you may have noticed this by now if not I'm gonna I'm gonna rock your road when I say this I have this reputation of being energetic and loud and I move my hands a lot and I'm always being obnoxious and I'm being annoying and for whatever reason, people love that. And I don't get it either between you and I, I I suffer from the same imposter syndrome that you suffer from. And if you say you don't, you're lying just so we're clear on that. When they meet me in person, this is what happens typically is uh, they're always um, very nice and very, when they say nice things and I am flattered and I'm humbled and none of them are deserved, at least in my opinion. And then I'll hear back through the grapevine, things like, you know, had Daryl's a nice guy. He was a little more reserved than I expected. I'll hear things like, yeah, he, um, you know, we're at this, uh, reception, this networking event, you know, he was shaking hands and stuff. But then after a while I noticed he was just really by himself. And that kind of surprised me. You see, people have this misconception that I am the person that you see on video, that you hear on podcasts. But the truth of the matter is, and I've said this before, I'm by nature, I'm an introvert. Now, I've become a little more extroverted over time out of just sheer repetition. And because of that, I get my energy from being by myself. So when people see me being reserved, it's because that's my natural state. When people see me maybe hanging out by myself, that's because I'm trying to get energy back. But it conflicts, of course, with who they think I am. And then that influences their perception that influences what they think of me that influences how they talk about me and that influences my success. You see, we're full in this world of ours of having misconceptions, which by the way is different than misperceptions, having misconceptions influence our success and what we think to be right and wrong. So I thought to myself, what misconceptions do we have in sales? And who should I get on the horn? to talk about this. And then I was reminded that not too long ago, I did an incredible debate. You may have seen it, Team UK, United Kingdom versus Team USA, where we had five or six of the top sales rock stars in each country just battle it out. And I have to say, the MVP, the MVP for Team USA was none other than Kevin Katie Dorsey. You may know him as the VP of Inside Sales at Patient Pop. I just know him as a straight shooting guy. And I said, Kevin, got to get you on the show. I want to talk about the five misconceptions that sales reps have and why it's affecting their success. So, Kevin, my friend, welcome to the show. How are you doing, sir?
2: I'm good, my man. Uh, I'm excited for this. I've been waiting for it, right? I've been waiting. I've been pumped up ever since that <laughs> webinar. I've been waiting for my gold medal to arrive in the mail, and it keeps Didn't being that it? it's delayed. So, no, not yet, but there's something, you know, with the, the USPS and the delay, I'm sure it'll show up eventually, but, you know, I'm still I waiting for my wait. medal, that's all.
1: I think we sent it via the UK. Maybe you got held up there at, at mm. customs. I, I don't know. These yeah. things happen. I'll look into that for you. Yeah. I want to talk to you. Now, for those of you who don't know Kevin, now I call him Kevin, of course. All his friends call him Katie. Yeah. So today, Kevin, I'm going to call you Katie. I'm going to call you friend then. Katie, you, I'll be candid. You know, I look at how do I perceive you. I look at you as you're like a natural, you're like a salesman's salesman. And it's annoying as hell because I can just tell how good you are. You were the same way on the debate. You just had it. You brought it and it wasn't even an effort. And frankly, and I'm not saying this to suck up, it's intimidating for guys like me to hang with guys like you because I know you are just so much better at this thing than I am. But I just shared with you how not everybody gets me right. So am I getting you right? Talk to me.
2: No, my man, not at all. Actually, very similar to you. Which I think it's funny, I think how many of us actually are how you described. I am also naturally an introvert. I get the exact same type of feedback after events and things like that. People see me on stage. They see me on podcasts and like I bring an energy about me because I think it's important to do. But when, when I'm off that stage, I'm sitting at a table. I'm not walking around kissing babies and hugging and all that. I'm more to myself the same way. That's where I get my energy back. And I'm not a natural salesperson. I never am, and I actually think that's why, where I'm at now, and it's similar to what you said, why it can appear to be effortless, because we've both had to put in so much effort to get good. You follow me there? There is truth in that. yeah, The effort, like the people that are natural tend to flame out. They tend to not truly elevate because they didn't have to put in work. I had to put in work. I had to study. I had to read. I had to practice day in and day out because I wasn't a natural. And I get so tired of that story in sales of like, oh, you're a natural born salesperson. No, you're, you're not. That's not how this works.
1: So would you say that's a misconception and, and by sales reps yeah. that I can only do sales if I am a natural sales rep?
2: Yes. I think that's a huge misconception because a lot of people get into sales somewhere in their life. Someone told them you're a natural. You're a natural, you should be in sales. And it's like a lot of people that don't get told that think sales isn't for them, right? There is very little that's natural about selling. It's not natural to deal with rejection. It's not natural to call strangers. It's not natural to wake up and not sure what you're gonna make that month or that day. Like all those things are not natural. Those are learned behaviors. And I think if we could change the story of what sales is, we could get more great people into sales who don't even think it's something that's right for them but if they knew what it could do for them god like we miss out on so many great people because of that misconception that you have to be a natural that you have to be an extrovert to do this thing i will take a passionate introvert over an empty extrovert any day in sales any day
1: so do you think that's affecting especially if i'm new in my sales career or or early maybe the first five years do you think that's affecting sales professionals who are looking to make this their long-term forever career, their craft, their discipline, is that messing with their head that they have this mistaken belief, this misconception that they're not a natural. And now, and so before you answer that, one thing I will crouch that with is by saying, if you do have this mistaken belief that can drive you to work extra hard to overcome that. The other side is, If you think you're a natural, you may be relying upon that and not putting in the effort. And the best example I can give is think back to school when we were in school and you had to get in grade school, right? You had all the really smart kids and they were just freaking annoying as, as all hell. And, and they just like, you were aced every single fricking test. And then time they get to college, university, all of a sudden it's getting a lot harder. They're not so smart anymore and they don't know how to study. And many of them just wash out because they haven't developed those skills. So that's my context. That's my example. My question for you, Katie, is how is this affecting us as sales practitioners who want to be the best we can be?
2: I think it goes both directions that you mentioned there. One, if you believe you're a natural. If that's what you're sitting there thinking, generally that means you won't take practice seriously, or you won't take development seriously, or you won't work on your craft. If you believe that misconception, that I'm in sales because I'm a natural, more often than not, it means you don't feel you have to develop your skill. So that's the first place it hurts, is we got a lot of natural salespeople out there walking around that are bringing really like a bad persona to this game, because they don't take it seriously. They just think, I just have to be me, right? It's just my persona and that's how I can sell. Well, that doesn't work. And then you have the flip side where you have someone who maybe isn't a natural, who does need to learn, and who are they looking up to? This quote-unquote natural who doesn't take it seriously, who doesn't practice, who doesn't put in the work, and so they think they can pull off the same thing and i'm sure you've seen this with the the hosts or the guests you've had or teams you've looked at where like the top person does something differently and so then the people at the bottom think oh well i can just do it that way and they can't right they can't pull that off so it creates this huge skill gap and culture gap often with teams like You have to invest in yourself. You have to get better. I know it makes me feel this way. I know you're trying to get me riled up to start this off, but like the (laughs) even calling, even like calling me a natural is almost insulting to the work I've put in. Imagine going up to MJ or Kobe or even Brady and be like, You're just a natural. You didn't have to work at this. Michelangelo, any of these greats. The, the time that they put in to become great, it trumps any natural ability. And I wish people understood that natural is not a thing in sales, it's not. You can develop the skills that you need to succeed in this game.
1: So what we're hearing KD say is that even the uh, NBA champion Toronto Raptors, no team in California, just the Toronto Raptors have <laughs> to practice every single day, go Canada. That's what KD is really saying. The world champion Canadian Toronto Raptors, even they are not naturals. They need to practice. So if you're relying upon being a natural, you're already in trouble. All right. You need Mm -hmm. to take some serious, hard looks at yourself. If you're beating yourself up because you don't think you're a natural, guess what? You're actually part of the vast majority and that's fine. Just like you didn't understand algebra or you didn't understand a second language. And then you had to develop those skills. You weren't a natural, a natural linguist, a natural mathematician, but you know what? You learned it. You got, you passed those tests. Well, it's most of you did Mm -hmm. then. You become better at it because it's what you need to understand. The misconception is this craft is not about being a natural. It's about being a practitioner, a disciple, a student of your craft. And the learning and the practice, to Katie's point, never Ever ends all right we are way past uh, where we should be to do our commercial we're gonna skip away we're gonna come back and I've got several more points I want to ask Katie about what are other common misconceptions that are affecting you
3: and your sales
1: success stay there we'll be right back
3: CRM was designed for managing relationships sales engagement is designed for starting them current stats indicate that sales reps only contact new leads about 50% of the time and make less than two attempts to contact them. And they're only about 35% productive. CRM is the wrong tool to engage sales prospects. VanillaSoft is an engagement platform. It allows you to rapidly turn marketing qualified leads into sales qualified leads. According to user reviews, VanillaSoft will increase your pipeline and productivity by three times or more by ensuring each new sales lead is engaged within seconds persistently and with the cadence that's optimal for your prospects. Don't let your sales leads fall into a black hole. Take your lead engagement and sales qualification out of your CRM. Try VanillaSoft for free at VanillaSoft.com.
1: All right, man so i mentioned that i was i'm an introvert you said you're an introvert but so let's hit that up is that another common misconception that for me to succeed in sales i need to be the extrovert
2: absolutely i think it's a massive misconception if i actually think about the top sales i've ever worked with ever been sold to I would not describe them as an extrovert. They're not this Billy Mays, pow, 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 buy this, buy now. That's not who they are. They actually have this very- Billy Mays. Calm, right, shout out RIP. They have this calm confidence about them. And what I think that actually does, it actually draws people in. And if you really think about the people you like to spend time around, even the quote-unquote extroverts, so I'll use a great example. Um, Doug Landis is a good friend of mine, and he is one of the best storytellers I've ever met, and he has tons of energy, but you get him into a group, and he has this energy of like pulling people in, and you find that he's actually not doing most of the talking. He knows how to engage other people, and I feel like extroverts tend to want to be the center of attention, where introverts want to make the other person the center of attention, which is the key to selling. So just because you're not like a social butterfly, just because you don't wanna like bounce around and meet a bunch of whole new people, actually being an introvert, it's owning that and saying being an introvert actually makes me better at sales. Introverts tend to be better listeners. They tend to be more patient. They tend to be more empathetic they tend to have a higher social EQ because they care about the person they're talking to more than talking to themselves. So that introverted confidence is massively, massively valuable in the sales world. Way more than the extroverted energy. That's my opinion.
1: So you're thinking you don't need to be uh, Billy Mays. You don't need to be Vince the Shamwell guy. So I want to be clear on this folks. What Katie is, is not saying is he's not saying extroverts are a disadvantage. What he is saying is that if you're not extroverted, that's okay. There's strengths that you have you will need to acquire maybe some extroverted skills, just like Katie and I can come and do public speaking now. And when Katie was on the debate, that was 12 people, believe it or not, talking over each other and he had to put himself out there to be heard. You know, that's a skill as he said that he developed just like Kobe, Katie Mm -hmm. and the Canadian national NBA champions, the Toronto Raptors. However, if you are an extrovert, Just like you shouldn't settle for being a natural sales rep, you shouldn't settle for developing those non-extroverted skills. Introverts tend to listen more. Extroverts, you need to listen. It's amazing what people will tell you when you just shut up and let them listen. But introverts, what you can learn from your extroverted peers is to Katie's point, how they can pull people in. They can use that energy. And often all they're doing to Katie's point is they're asking a question, Hey, how are you? And And this is, by the way, this is my secret mojo too. I'm like, Hey, You know smarty smarty how you doing bud and then i ask you a question and then i shut up because you know why me mr introvert all the pressure's on you now you're doing all the talking and i'm just reacting to what you did my asking you a question is totally self-serving so i can let you lead the conversation maybe i'll steer you which is what i should be doing in sales anyway but you're going to talk and when you like to talk you're going to tell me so much stuff it's crazy so Misconception number two, you do not need to be an extrovert. Katie, I got a question for you. You're the VP of Insights there, there at Patient Pop. When you're hiring somebody, how important is their inclination to be money motivated in your hiring process?
2: I don't care about it at all. In fact, I'll ask people what motivates them. And if they say money, I tend to actually know they don't know what motivates them. Most people are not actually money motivated. And if they were, they wouldn't be applying for an SDR job. People that are truly money motivated, truly money motivated, tend to either be doing their own things, are already making that money, or oftentimes are in jail. Because if you want money more than anything else, you go and get money. Most people, people I think get motivation skewed, what it actually means to motivate. If it were that simple, wouldn't everybody hit quota? If we're that simple, wouldn't everybody always make their dials or pick up that phone? If it was that simple, wouldn't people practice every single day because they know it'll make them more money? So not only do I not believe people are that money motivated, but when someone self-identifies as being money motivated, it means they, they don't have vision on what you need to stay motivated in this game. Because anyone that's been in this game long enough, like the peaks and valleys of money in this, can be rough sometimes. You don't know sometimes what is gonna be. A deal falls off, you just lost thousands of dollars. And if you're relying on that money to stay motivated, that's when motivation becomes fleeting. I've had many, many, many top reps. They're at the top, they they're making a ton of money and they still don't feel good. They still don't feel satisfied. They're still chasing something. And then they eventually come back down to like this is what i'm actually passionate about you need to be passionate about selling not passionate about the product or money which we'll get to but no i don't even ask them if someone's money motivated great good for you don't care
1: and that's kind of like building on your nba example right so sure they're motivated to to win the the trophy but they're Mm -hmm. passionate about the game they're passionate about the experience you know getting better they're passionate about those one-on-one battles where they're up against the best and and they know that they're standing tall against them. Or occasionally, you know, they get smoked and then they're passionate to redeem themselves. Now, the trophy is, as they say, it's cliche, but it's not the destination, it's the journey. And when it comes to selling, how many of you are thinking it's just the money? When you're in a job interview, do you think you need to go and physically say, yeah, man, I'm motivated. What's the comp plan? that's my number one question, because you're actually exuding that because you think that's what's going to get you hired, because they're going to go, oh, I want him because he's so money motivated. He's going to be hungry. He's going to sell for us. That's a game. Katie, just because you yourself said that almost is a warning sign. It says they don't understand themselves. If a sales rep truly believes in an interview that the hiring manager, the sales manager is only making a decision based on somebody who's money motivated, is that a warning sign when it comes to that job?
2: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's not how it works. If that's what what's being forced on you and by the way this is how a lot of managers are really lazy management I believe comp plans and commissions lead to lazy management because a lot of managers rely on the comp plan to change behavior you follow me here like yeah. oh you could make more money if you if you do this oh if you just closed one more deal you could make more money oh we changed the comp plan to make you close these types of deals instead of these types of deals that's lazy management that's a comp plan doing it. If that's the culture you're stepping into, you need to know like that's very hard to sustain. Very hard to sustain. That should be warning signs left and right. Should you understand your comp plan? Yes. Should you try to make money? Yes. Money is great. By the way, real quick, just a quick call out. Money's great. There's nothing wrong with making a lot of money. Oh, Money's go good. To make a lot of money. Yeah. Money's good. Show right? me the money. Tony Robbins. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Tony Robbins said, money doesn't solve all your problems, but at least it allows you to show up in style. And I love that quote, you know, like, go make, go make your money, but if you rely on money to power you through, it's going to be very fleeting every single time. And I want to make one quick one before we move to the next topic, the NBA example, which is something I've always wondered about in sales. How are NBA players paid? Do they get paid per for performance or do they perform and then get paid? What would happen if LeBron James or Kawhi Leonard for Toronto, their comp was based on game by game performance? Do you think their performance be, would be it'd better? It'd be up or and worse? down. It'd be up and right? down. Kwai earns his contract off of past performances of like we trust you to, to produce this. This you've earned this twenty million dollar check. Now go do what you do. In sales, it's right. the opposite. It's okay, every day it's a dangle. Hey, go perform, go perform, go perform. Yeah. Even I think commissions are starting to get I look at them very differently now than I used to. I got
1: to ask you this you know the audience knows because they've listened to the show long enough i began life as a computer programmer and i did product management i did product marketing i know from my own past experience when i am passionate and i believe in my product i think i'm a better person at what i do but the question is do i need to be passionate about the product to be successful i believe people believe you do it's certainly a cliche i hear over and over again Yet yeah, i know i've worked at many companies where the product was okay but I still had success.
2: What's the truth? I don't believe that you do as long as the product doesn't go against your core values. I don't believe you have to be passionate about it. It shouldn't be something you feel bad selling. Like I couldn't go sell cigarettes, right? It's just not something that I support. I don't care if you smoke, you can go smoke. It's fine. It's just not something I could sell outside of that. No, If you can find that perfect utopia where it's this product that you are passionate about forever, great. If you're relying on the product to drive your passion, you're going to need a new product every two to three years because that product will lose its spark in your eye. It will lose that because it's now your job. You need to be passionate about selling. You need to be passionate about your career. I have sold the most random things in my career random things. I have sold knives. i would sold XM radios. I've sold insurance. I've sold personal training, fitness equipment, vending machines, snacks in a box, plumbing software, medical marketing websites. I love what I do. The product isn't what drives it, right? Because if you're searching for, especially for a lot of you listening early in your careers, this is not a knock to you, but do you really know what product you're going to be passionate about yet? Yeah, I don't even know if you can do that when you're first coming out, like to find that perfect product. So no, you need to be passionate about being a salesperson. You need to be passionate about being a professional, about taking your craft seriously. That's where your passion needs to lie. The product... It gets old after a while. Almost no matter what it is, it gets old.
1: So I really love that what you're saying because what is going to happen, especially again, if you're young in your career or just maybe just naive a little bit, which is not a bad thing, guys. Naivety is actually a good thing sometimes. Right. Is you're going to see leaders in your organization, the CEO or other VIPs that carry a lot of influence, say, "Yeah, our product rocks. Are you going to be pumped about our product? How are you not excited? Do you not see us?" And you're going to feel intimidated. And you're going to feel overwhelmed. You're like, "Damn, it's me. I messed up." Katie's right. You can be intrigued by the product. I'm sure Katie found certain interesting aspects of selling, you know, vending machines or snack boxes. You know, hey, yeah, it's healthy. That's kind of cool, right? You know, is he reading every pub he can to find out the latest and greatest trends in snack boxes? Probably not, but what he was doing was he was taking pride and passion in his craft and his discipline. He channeled that. And so the, the snack box, the vending machine, now that product you may not be the most excited about is simply a means to an end. Don't let that person in your organization influence you or make you doubt yourself.
2: If you're passionate about your craft, what it will force you to do is learn more about the prospect, not your product. Because was I reading every day on snack delivery? No, but what I was reading on was office engagement, turnover rates, what improves employee happiness, right? I was learning that industry because I'm passionate about my craft, not the product. Most people lean on the product so hard. If you're passionate about selling, you'll learn more about the prospect.
1: Oh, that is, that right there, folks, that was worth the price of admission, right? there it's the things that surround what you're selling and all those things are applicable to future jobs that's a big thing you're developing your skills today again the nba example they start off working in a little league right and they work their way up that's what you're doing you're developing your skills so you always go to that next league okay quick and dirty one misconception reps have when they're getting started that is absolutely understandable but wrong
2: go They need to value training and development more than anything else early in their career. Forget the product, forget the comp plan, pick a place that will teach you how to sell the right way.
1: Ooh, you're saying they may think it's the product or the company, you're saying that's wrong. It should instead be the organization that's gonna make you a better sales professional.
2: Yes, you're not gonna stay at that company for five years. You're just not, that doesn't seem to be the the path for most people. But if your first company taught you how to sell the right way, you'll go make more money somewhere else long-term versus chasing that comp plan, that OTE of 120 that only 10% of the team's actually hitting because it's a sink or swim environment. Go get coached, move for a great leader, move for a great coaching and development plan so you can start your career the right way Your career is your career. Think about it. It's a long game, not short. People are always chasing the short game shit. All
1: right, guys, there you have it. Five misconceptions that we are all guilty of. Things about, do you need to be a natural? Do you need to be extroverted? Should you be money motivated? Do you need to be passionate about the product? And of course, that whole thing of, do you pick the company and the product, or do you pick the organization that's going to make you better? There you have it. Straight from the man himself, Kevin KD Dorsey. Check him out. He is a legend, if you don't know this, and I'm saying that with all sincerity. Big on social media, a master at his craft. Reach out, follow him, connect him. Kevin, Mr. Dorsey, I am so pleased you joined us today. Thank you so much, sir. Absolutely.
2: Happy to be here, guys.
1: All right, with that, folks, we're done. That's another episode in the can. But I'll see you back next week, right? I hope so. My name is Daryl Prell, and this, my friends, is Inside Inside Sales. If you've enjoyed another episode of Inside Inside Sales, do me a favor. Share it with your colleagues, share it with your peers, put it online, do a review, do a like, spread the love, spread the news. I'd be grateful. But until then, I shall leave you. But don't worry, I'll be back soon. My name is Daryl Prale. I'm with VanillaSoft. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye.
0: You've been listening once again to another episode of Inside, Inside Sales. Hosted by Daryl Prale, the CMO of VanillaSoft. Tune in every other week for actionable ideas to increase your sales productivity. One of the many shows on the ever-growing Funnel Radio Channel. Sponsored by VanillaSoft.